This Architecture podcast is sponsored by Adelaide. Remember where's Waldo? He was 100% viewable, but still awfully hard to find. Your digital ads are like Waldo. Viewable, but in a sea of distractions. You need to move beyond viewability. Adelaide helps brands like Mars, Audi, Colgate, and the NBA measure media quality and drive better performance by optimizing campaigns programmatically with attention data. Adelaide's metric, AU, is available at nearly every major DSP and SSP, making it easy to leverage attention metrics. Get a free Waldo was viewable t-shirt at adelaidemetrics.com slash Waldo. Welcome to Marketecture's Justify Your Existence, where we ask early stage ad tech and martech startups to tell us why we should care about what they're building. Today, we have Jack Shannon from Recess. Jack, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ari. Let's start with the basics, the size of the company, where you're located, how much have you raised? We are a 20-person team. We originally were located in Los Angeles. The team's all now spread out post-pandemic. 11.5 million. Okay, wow, well, wow, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big starting point. Okay, and what does Recess do? Recess is a brand activation platform for CPG brands to discover unique experiential brand partnerships and sampling opportunities for their target audience. So we can think about us like a, an ad network for the $67 billion experiential marketing and sponsorship industry that's out there. Okay, so give, an, give some examples so the audience knows what experiential means. Yeah, so we work with brands like Pepsi, General Mills, uh, Milk Bar, and we help them connect them to places and spaces where the audiences that they're trying to reach hang out. So places like Equinox or WeWork or their local farmer's market or their kids' Little League game on Saturdays. So we um, are a two-sided marketplace that can connect them up to those opportunities. And then we manage the fulfillment, activation, and measurement around those partnerships. So, you know, at the end of a 5K run or race where you get a kind bar or a banana, we're the, the people that are getting the kind bars and the bananas to those places and spaces. So I could log into your platform and bump kind bar out of the out of the race and say the uh, Paparo bar is going to be the, the thing you're going to get. Absolutely. Yeah, you could come in and buy category exclusivity out and block your all of your competitors from uh, accessing those audiences, whether that's Spartan race or, uh, you know, any any type of 5k run turkey trot. Uh, we've got thousands of opportunities on the platform and you can target them in all, all kinds of different ways. Is it an auction or is it more of an RFP in response? Yeah, so it's uh, it's actually not even really RFP. It's it's so the organizers, the, the farmer's market, the race, they come onto our platform, they sign up and they create an account, almost like Airbnb in a sense, and they set their price. So they say, you know, for this uh, sponsored email that would go to all of my attendees, I'll charge this for the 10 by 10 booth at my event, I'll charge Y um, in order to have your product in the gift bag that's going to go out to everybody, you know, we'll charge Z for that. So they're setting the price and then brands can come in and search and discover and, you know, sort and filter and find the opportunities that make the best sense for, for their audience and for their price point and budget as well. But it sounds very custom to me. I mean, it seems like brands are always going to want to have opinions about how they're presented and they're going to want to haggle on the price and stuff like that. Um, how does that facilitate it? Yeah, so I think it's 
probably, I mean, I wasn't around when uh, the digital early stages of, of programmatic and digital was being, you know, kind of commoditized and everybody had to agree on the right ad unit, whether, you know, the 728 by 90 and the 300 by 250. I hear before that there were all kinds of different ad units that people used and then the IAV standardized that. So um, we took a similar approach where we said, you're totally right. Events and experiential, the kind of common understanding is it's too custom to really scale or put onto an exchange. And so we constrained the marketplace and said, these are the, these are the assets that we know people want to buy most often. So putting something in a gift bag, the 10 by 10 space is kind of like the, the 300 by 250 of the physical world. It's the most common, it's the most purchased. And so we just constrained the marketplace and said, you know, if you're an event organizer, you can't list all of these different things. We're going to sell these very specific types of partnerships. And that's what enables us to scale them across, you know, thousands of partners with, with a single buy from that, from an app. And do you get involved in logistics and do you get involved in payments? We do get involved in payments. Yeah. Most of our customers are, are fortune 500 brands. So they're still, um, you know, getting paid over a, a purchase order versus, you know, putting in your credit card or, or something like that. And we do, our platform does manage logistics as well. And kind of similarly, you know, every organizer previous to recess was doing it a little bit differently, but we forced everybody to use our tool in the same way. Um, so all of that logistics is all, you know, scaled through the platform and our team. So if a, you know, a single brand buys a thousand partnerships, they're not having to talk to a thousand different people or coordinate a thousand different things. We've kind of built the training wheels and we force everybody to kind of use the same tool, which enables us to, to scale these partnerships. So if I'm buying this, this kind bar example, am I shipping yep. the kind bars to you? You can, uh, if you want to, we do offer that as a, as an additional service. If you want to ship it to a centralized warehouse, our default, the cheapest way to do it is we provide you the addresses, the quantities, all that information, and then the brand ship them out themselves. So I'd say probably. 50% of people um, do it themselves and probably the other, you know, the other half are taking advantage of our warehousing and shipping services that we've added on top as well. And tell us, tell me about the fees and who pays them. So the brands pay the fees. It's on a cost per engagement model or a cost per item distributed. And then if they have additional media elements, sponsored email, sponsored social, digital out of home, that's just traditional kind of CPM basis. So the organizers set their price. And then the brands are building their program, adding those items to cart, and then they're paying. We get paid by taking a percentage of that transaction fee. Do they know what they're paying you? They do, yeah. That's standard. We don't publicly disclose it. I'd say it's in line with standard ad marketplace, you know, rates, app store, different things out there as well. Great. Last question. Uh, if your company was an animal, what animal would it be? Don't say lion. Everyone says lion. I don't have a great answer to this other than like otter. Maybe I, I just, I just like otters. So I don't know. I I'd probably like need to, I probably need to, I'd probably need to come back with a more thoughtful response to that, to that question. Um, maybe some, some animal that is secretly, uh, helping other people in the background, uh, and not taking credit for it. We often like to think we're this like kind of hidden tool behind the scenes for, for marketers, helping them do a lot of the stuff that's traditionally been very expensive and hard to scale and tough to manage, but I don't know what animal does that. So I'll have yeah. to get back to you on that. You have to do some research. All right, Jack yeah. from Recess, thank you for justifying your existence. Thanks, Ari.